Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is walk. W-A-L-K. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, Groucho, we invited some good humor girls to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Tony Caccavallo. And uh, his, her partner is a lifeguard, Duke Gilbert. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you win $100. It's a common word, something you do every day. Duke uh, Gilbert, huh? You're a lifeguard? Yes, sir, I am. Where are you from? Born in the Philippines, Manila, Philippine Islands. Oh, is that so? Yes, sir. Well, why are you called uh, Duke? That's my name. Well, that's an excellent reason. Is that, uh, <laughs> is, is that your real name? Yes, sir, it is. Where do you, where do, you do your life-saving, Duke? At Avalon, Catalina Island, California. Miss, uh, what did you say, uh, Tony uh, Cacavallo? That's right. You're a good humor, girl? I sure am. Where are you from, Tony? Hammond, Indiana. Isn't it unusual for a girl to be a good humor man? We're an experiment. You're an experiment? That's right. How are you an experiment? I don't understand, Tony. Well, there are only 13 of us, and if we make good, you may see us all over. For a dish of ice cream, it's not bad. <laughs> now, as a good humor man, and I, of course I use the word loosely, uh, what, what are your duties? Mostly selling ice cream. Mm-hmm. You sell it all over? Uh... <laughs> what do you do with the money you, you take in? Do you go out and buy yourself an ice cream cone? Well, usually they expect us to turn it in, fill out a slip. And... You fill out a slip, huh? I imagine you would, huh? <laughs> and rather well, too, huh? Are you, are you in a good humor right now, Tony? I think so. Well, let me hear you laugh. Go ahead, laugh out loud, huh? Yeah. Would you mind keeping that laugh going until I can think of a joke? <laughs> well, that's enough. That's enough, Tony. You'll have us all weeping if you keep that. <laughs> now, what do you carry in your wagon, Tony? Well, we have good humors, juicy freeze. Pine banquet rolls. Pine, say, would you could you sell me a fifth of scotch? <laughs> no, but I might sell you a pint of butterscotch. <laughs> no, I better not. I have to drive home tonight. <laughs> now, Duke, your your royal highness, pardon me. Uh, let's talk about your job as a lifeguard. Is it true that a drowning person always goes down three times? No, sir. That's a fallacy. It is. They've gone down more times than that. Well, as far as you know, what is the greatest number of times a drowning person has gone under? Well, I've, I remember seeing somebody bob up and down about seven times. 
That's nice. The poor sucker's out there drowning, and you're standing on the beach counting, huh? goes in after him. You do, huh? Well, do you finally save him? Oh, certainly. Haven't lost anybody yet. I see. Well, that guy was certainly lucky you couldn't count over seven. <laughs> now, Duke, do you have any other duties at Catalina besides jumping into the drink after romantic damsels? Oh, yes, I do. I have a very important job. That is an official greeter for the visitors that come, all, come to the island every day. Oh, well, that's a pretty important job, huh? Yes, it is. Well, exactly. How do you greet the newcomers to the island? Well, just before the steamer arrives, we all the townspeople gather around at the steamer entrance. We line them up on both sides of the street, and as the first visitor comes off the boat, we all yell, hi, neighbor, and then we go into our song. And what does the visitor do? Go back on the boat again? <laughs> After each song, we say, hi, neighbor, what's cooking? Uh, say, hi, neighbor, what's cooking? Hi, neighbor, what's cooking? Chicken, want a neck? Let's have another one. <laughs> Hiya, Joe, what do you know? No, if, uh, we that's just no just, good? No, that's no well, what good. A, what a, what a, Hi, neighbor, what's cooking? Hi, again? neighbor, what's... Oh, I have to keep saying Keep it? saying that, because after every song we do, we have a routine. By this time, the boat is sunk, and you can't get off the island. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can't be a better place than at Catalina. Okay, but... Uh, uh, hi, neighbor, what's cooking? Bacon, want a strip? <laughs> oh. oh, you wouldn't be interested in little old me, I don't think. <laughs> Wait till the Catalina people start wondering why next season was a bad year. Well, uh, you make an interesting couple, and uh, Tony, if Duke wants to rescue you, don't don't reach into your wagon and give him the raspberry. Eh? Now, in just a minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at a thousand dollars. But first, here's news that just can't wait any longer. It's here. It's new. It's designed for you, Desoto. DeSoto is the car that's a revelation to ride. DeSoto Plymouth team is now presented nationwide. So drive a new DeSoto before you decide. The 51 DeSoto, that's a revelation to ride. Presenting the great new 1951 DeSoto, the car everybody has been waiting for, the magnificent new DeSoto. It's a beauty, all right. As for the ride this proud new DeSoto gives you, well, it's so smooth, so comfortable, so new, it's a revelation. The 1951 DeSoto has an amazing combination of features that bring the motoring public an entirely new concept of driving pleasure. New AuraFlow shock absorbers, new big higher-powered engine, chair-high seats, and a host of other features make driving a dream. Yes, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer proudly presents... The 51 DeSoto, that's a revelation to ride. See it when it goes on display this Saturday. All right, now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Fenneman, explain the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected big cities of South America. Here's your first question. Or how much are you going to go for? Well, bet $10. What do you think? That's okay with me. We'll be betting $10. $10. In what country is the city of Rio de Janeiro? In Brazil. Brazil is right. And you're off to a good start. You have $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the uh, $30 will you bet on your second question? Not our money. Let's bet $29. <laughs> Make it hot. <laughs> okay. $29. Thank $29. You. That'll baffle Fenneman. <laughs> In what country is the city of Santiago? Santiago, Chile. Chile is right. 
Fifty-nine dollars. How much have we got? Fifty-nine dollars. We have fifty-nine. We'll bet fifty-eight. Fifty-eight dollars. In what country is the city of Buenos Aires? Buenos Aires is Buenos Argentina. Aires. Argentina is right. You're really on your way now. You have one hundred and seventeen dollars. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the hundred and seventeen you're going to go for? Shoot the works. <laughs> In what country is the city of Lima, L-I-M-A? In Peru. Peru, is right. <laughs> and you'll wind up something later. Now, with a grand total of $234. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. For Groucho. Yes? Secret word is still walk. Still walk. That's right. Uh, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected an insurance man and his partner is a housewife. And here they are, Mrs. Francine Plessinger and Mr. William Kent. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life, folks. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you do every day. An insurance man and a housewife, huh? Yes. Mr. William Kent, uh, you're the insurance man, I take it. Yes, sir. Uh, where are you from, uh, Willie? I'm from Poland. And uh, how, long, how long since you've left Poland? Well, I left Poland when I was 18 and... In the meantime, I've lived practically all over Europe. I came to America when I was 24, went back to Europe, lived in England for seven years, and came back to America. Well, I think you made a very wise decision, really. <laughs> and Mrs. Uh, Plessinger, huh? Francine? Right. Where, where, where are you from? Uh? I'm from Shrubbeoak, New York. From where? Shrubbeoak, New York. Shrubbeoak, New York? Yes. Is there a place called Shrubbeoak? Uh-huh, there is. Where is it near? Uh, Jefferson Valley. Is that near Governor Dewey? Or... <laughs> where, did you, uh, where did you say Shrubbeoak is near where? It's near Jefferson Valley. And where's Jefferson Valley? Uh, near Lake Mayo Pack. <laughs> where's Lake Mayo Pack? <laughs> In New York State. <laughs> well, that clarifies everything. <laughs> What does your husband do, uh, Mrs. Plessinger? At the present time, he's unemployed, but he is an automobile man. How did you meet this uh, wheelwright? Well, I was at Miami Beach, and uh, I was walking along the beach with a grass skirt. <laughs> Mrs. Plessinger, you and Mr. Ken have just stuck us for $100, huh? Now, there you are, walking along the beach with a grass skirt. And what happened? And a man passed by, and he looked at me, and he said, uh, Would you mind very much, young lady, if I took a picture of you? And I said, No, not at all. He was just a nature lover, this man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he stepped back a little bit so that he could focus the camera properly. A likely story. Huh? <laughs> and he said, Well, no, no, I guess that isn't quite right now. Just, Just a minute. So he stepped back a little further, and pretty soon he was gone. He vanished. So I looked into the water, and I saw him coming out with his camera. The water was dripping out of the camera, and there he was. And I said, well, I'm terribly sorry. And he said, well, it'll be perfectly all right if you will have dinner with me this evening. So I did. Well, that's the most unusual way to meet a man. By, by the way, is he in the audience tonight? Yes, would you like to meet him? Well. <laughs> Not if I have to run in the water with a camera. And, uh... <laughs> now, Mr. Mr. Kent, uh, what insurance company do you work for? Well, I am a broker, and I represent the Fireman's Fund Insurance Company, 
They found a sign. Marine Insurance Company. Marine Insurance? Yes, sir. Where do they write this? Underwater? Under and above the water. Uh -huh. Well, you sell all kinds of insurance, huh? I sell the insurance and they underwrite it. Now, suppose I was on a train and somebody stole my clothes. What happened? Well, uh, if you'd be a client of mine, I'll send you a check. That's nice. I'm sitting in the Union Depot naked and they're going to send me a check. <laughs> Now, I'm pretty well covered with insurance. Let's see how good you are. And you try to sell me some more. You go ahead. Let's see you. Let's see well, you. Well, uh, how about some more life insurance? No, I, I've got all I need. I could use a little more life, but I don't need any insurance. <laughs> well, what else have you got? Bird insurance. Let them insure themselves. They make more than I do. <laughs> well, now, uh, Mr. Marks, I, I think you should do something about insuring your mustache. For what? Fire or theft? <laughs> Why should I insure my mustache? Well, now, you're now on TV, and uh, after That's all... television, you mean, huh? Yes. We uh, call it television. It's shorter than TV, huh? <laughs> and after all, the uh, Roucher Mark's uh, mustache is your stock and trade. It's a very important uh, item. I guess that's probably true. Thirty-five years in showbiz, and the only thing worth insuring is my mustache. You know? <laughs> Okay, you told me. Now, how much should I insure my mustache for? Well, suppose we um, capitalize your earnings and say half a million dollars. All right, it's a deal. Now, could you advance me a dollar on that half million? <laughs> I want to buy a razor. <laughs> oh. Well, it's been most enlightening talking to you two. I think I've learned one thing about insurance, that the best policy is honesty. The fellow wrote that is now saving 20 years in Leavenworth. <laughs> now we're going to play You Bet Your Life. You beat the other couples and the two couples, and you get a chance at the $1,000 to sow to Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners. The lifeguard and the good humor girl won $234. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected mythology. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Well, shall 15. we say 15? 15? Yeah. It's all right. 15. Okay. What was the name of the Roman god of the seas? Uh, uh, Neptune. Neptune is right. You have $35. All right. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 35 will you bet on your second question? 30. 30. Okay. What were the mythical creatures called that were half men and half horse? Centaurs. Centaurs is right. $65. Now you have $65 and three centaurs. Now, uh, let's see. <laughs> How much are you going to bet? Sixty. $60. Have you discussed this with Francine? Yes, she's agreeable. Yes, she's agreeable in this? Okay. Well, she may not have any money. Then she's told she <laughs> What is the name of the river of the underworld over which the dead were ferried? Did you say it's the name of the river? Yes, the name. Six. Six is right, huh? Now we find $125. $125, and here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the $125 you going to risk? $120. $120. What was the name of the Greek god of the underworld? Um, Take a stab and talk it over between you now. Well, I, I'm sorry. The answer is Pluto. P-L-U-T-O. You should have known that. And you wind up with $5. You know, much tougher ones than that. I'm so, I'm terribly sorry. I'll give you one more question. If you get it right, you'll win $10, so you'll have 15 Now, think hard. No, no help from the audience. Who was buried in Grant's tomb? <laughs> General Grant is right. Eh? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Groucho. The secret word is still walk. Still walk, mm -hmm. huh? Uh, we invited some Austrian war brides to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. and Mrs. Keith Schwander. And here they come. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, Kitty, so you bet your life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you do every day. An, Aust an Austrian war bride and her spouse, eh? What, what part of Austria are you from? I'm from Wien Kirkestorf. Where? Wien Kirkestorf. Wien Kirkestorf, yeah. Is that anywhere near Governor Dewey? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a little town outside of Vienna. And what is your name, Charlotte? Charlotte, yes. Is that just a ruse, or is that really your name? Huh? That's you, my you, name. Oh, that's your name. Do you have a little pet name, or should I keep calling you Charlotte? Well, my pet name is Susie. Susie, yeah. Does that have any uh, reason for that, or is that just a... Oh, the soldiers in Red Cross uh, didn't pronounce my name right, so one guy, one soldier asked me... <laughs> one soldier called me Susie, and from then on, the whole army called me Susie. <laughs> and it's well, kid, you're saying you're covering a lot of territory, eh? Well, how did they get confused between Susie and Charlotte? I mean, there's no no connection at all. If they'd called you Charlie, I could have understood. Oh. No, I wouldn't but, like Charlie. Well, I wouldn't like Charlie either. Huh? <laughs> Matter of fact, I despise Charlie. Huh? <laughs> uh, where are you from? Uh, from Michigan. Your your name is Keith Schwarmberg. Keith. Huh? Keith. Keith. Huh? Well, uh, you're you're from Michigan. Michigan. Uh -huh. Whereabouts in Michigan? Grand Haven. What sort of work do you do, uh, Keith? I work for U.S. Electrical Motors. I'm in inside sales work over there, general sales department. Oh, and uh, Susie, uh, how, did, how did you meet Keith? Oh, I worked in American Red Cross serving the soldiers' coffee and donuts, and they always were asking me for a date to... You're just crazy about donuts, those soldiers. <laughs> but I never did go out with anybody. To... You never went with anybody in the whole United States Army? Oh, to find he came along. Is that the whole story, Keith, or did she forget some of the important oh, details? Well, I thought she refused dates because she didn't like Americans, but I think she had an American on the sly there, a boyfriend. In fact, I know she did, but I was persistent. I ate enough coffee and donuts, to finally I kind of worked him out of the way, I think. How many donuts would you estimate that you ate in the, in the course of this romance? He was coming in 11 hours a day. He and how many donuts did he eat on each trip, would you say? Oh, I my gosh. I must have eaten few. hundreds. I don't know how many. I can't eat any today, though. I'm sick of donuts. <laughs> you must have been a very heavy lover, I should say. <laughs> Keith, in the morning, uh, do you kiss your wife or have a cup of coffee first? I kiss my wife first. Well, it's very sentimental, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it unusual to kiss your wife before you have a cup of coffee? No, lots of husbands do it. Doesn't it bother you to have lots of husbands kissing your wife? <laughs> you keep that up and it's liable to wreck our honeymoon. <laughs> Is there anything in particular that you miss uh, being here in this country, Susie? Oh, I miss my parents and my sister and my three brothers and the delicious Austrian food. Uh -huh. Such as what? Oh, Zwetschkenknödel. What is that? Zwetschkenknödel and Zwiebelfleisch and... What is Zwiebelfleisch? What is Zwiebelfleisch, huh? Yes, onions and meat. Why don't you say that instead of beating around the bush? 
And what do you like about Austria especially? Uh, what is it famous for? Oh, music and art and tourist country. Uh -huh. It's a little country, but a lot of people come there and enjoy the mountains and sports, winter sports. Mm -hmm. Did you know any winter sports over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the old know. joke used to be, the fellow says to the girl, says, do you like indoor sports? And she says, yes, if they go home early. That's where they go. <laughs> Well, that's the origin of this joke about winter sports. I don't want you to think I just made this up. Now that you've been married all these years, Susie, could you tell us what there was about Keith that caught your eye in the first place? He had a cheap. And he had a what? A cheap. A cheap what? <laughs> you know, the little cars. Oh, a, a cheap, cheap car, yeah, then. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the soldiers were riding around, the little things, the little cars, the cheap. <laughs> Well, we have them here. We call them there. I think you spell it T-E-E-P. Now, Keith, what was there about uh, Susie here that made you decide to marry her? As though we had any choice. Oh, she's beautiful. She used to be sure I had plenty of coffee and donuts all the time. When you met uh, Susie, could you speak Austrian, Keith? No, no. Well, when you had a date, how, how did you get along? There was always donuts at each other, huh? Oh no. Seemed to be always something we could do. <laughs> Let's stick to the subject. I'm asking you a simple question. <laughs> well, for example, what did you do on dates? Oh, we went dancing, swimming, skiing in the wintertime. I like to go fishing. That was a pretty so. tough war you were in over there, huh? <laughs> you could have gone to Lake Arrowhead for what you did. <laughs> Now, what is the official language of Austria, Susie? German. German? Mm -hmm. Oh. Do you have uh, five or six uh, small maidlock and boy chicks running around at home? Nine. What's that? Nine. Nine children, eh? Well, Nine minutes. better and holy smoke. Nine means no. No what? No more children? children? You have no children? No. Oh, well, congratulations anyway. <laughs> now, you make a happy and, and charming couple, and if your marriage can survive me, Susie... It'll last a long, long time. That's a nice dramatic quality I got in that last week. <laughs> now you're going to play your bet your life. You're a very pretty girl, Susie. Thank Anytime you. Anytime you get sick of the donut uh, situation, <laughs> give me a buzz, huh? I can speak German. You know, we could go around. I have a cheap car. and. Uh... <laughs> now, you beat our other two couples. And uh, you get the chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. Now, obviously, I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. The lifeguard and the good humor girl are still leading with $234. So here we go. You have $20. How much of the 20 are you going to bet? You selected famous Ten. fighting groups. Ten. Famous fighting groups. Famous now, that's fighting. something you ought to be familiar with while you were skiing and swimming and twisting. <laughs> <laughs> You bet $10. Ten the troops commanded by Teddy Roosevelt during the Spanish-American War were called what? Rough Riders. Rough Riders and right. $30. Rough Riders in the Sky. Now, here we go. You have uh, $30. Right. Remember, you're going for $1,000. How much is $30? you are going to bet on your second question? 20 20 What was the name of the flying group that fought under Chennault during the last war? Flying Tigers. The Flying Tigers. <laughs> How much will you bet on the next one? 40 Forty. Forty dollars. What were the G.I.s called in World War One? 
Doughboys. Doughboys is right. <laughs> now, let's see. You have $90. Here's your last chance to be the other couple. All of it? All of it. All of it. Susie's a gambler. <laughs> what was the name given to Australian and New Zealand troops during the last two wars? Diggers. One answer between you. Now, talk it over now. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not an easy question. It's the end, Oh. I'm sorry. That you know. Well, we can't let them go no, empty-handed. Huh? Have another question here. We have another question. You're going to win some money here if it cooperizes our entire corporation. I'll give you one more question. You get it right, and you win $10. In what sport do you wear tennis shoes? Tennis <laughs> <laughs> is right, Susie. Gotcha, this couple went broke, and that means the good humor girl and the lifeguard with $234 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. DeSoto is the car that's a revelation to ride. DeSoto Plymouth dealers now presented nationwide. So drive a new DeSoto before you decide. The 51 DeSoto, that's a revelation to ride. Yes, it's a revelation. The great new 1951 DeSoto. You'll enjoy it from the first moment you sit in the luxurious chair-high seats. The whole car is a revelation to ride and drive. From the tiptoe shift to the amazing new AuraFlow shock absorbers and feather light steering. Yes, all these and a host of other features mean a ride that's truly a revelation for you. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer proudly presents... The 51 DeSoto, that's a revelation to See it when it goes on display this Saturday. And here comes the good humor girl and the lifeguard, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question, Groucho. Now, in just one minute, you two are going to have a chance to win $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and no help from the audience. Here it is. We all know the United States Naval Academy is at Annapolis. The Army School is at West Point. West Point. But for a thousand dollars, can you tile me? It says here T E I L. Tile me. <laughs> you think I'm a bathroom, I guess. <laughs> can you tile me? I read anything I read. Put in front of me. Quiet, microphone. Stop wiggling around. Can you tell me where is the United States Coast Guard Academy? What is the answer you two have decided upon? New London, Connecticut. New London, Connecticut! Yeah. All right. Well, now let's see. You win $1,000 plus uh, $234 in the quiz. You really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations. Thank from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast, you bet your life. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. 
And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. Before I say goodnight, I'd like to thank the more than 500 radio editors of the United States and Canada. Again this year in the Motion Picture Daily Poll, conducted for Fame Magazine, they voted our show the best of its kind on the air. Thanks again, and we'll try to live up to the high honor. Good night, folks, and remember... Now just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Slow down at sundown. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 